Hey, welcome to episode 37 of Just Another Knicks fan. Glad to be out here. I know I was going for a couple of weeks. You know, I, I shouldn't be doing that shit. But um, I was on hiatus. You know, a lot has happened in this past couple of weeks. That trans- <coughs> a lot has transpired in these past couple of weeks. So I was just trying to, like, process it and, and digest it all. You know, hopefully... And everything, the world gets back into a better place, and all that shit. Um, this is episode 37, like I said, and CP3, Chris Paul, that boy's a dog. Oh, woo, woo, woo! Oh, woo, 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 woo! Woo, woo! Yo, he balled the fuck out, man. He dated out all on the line. Man, but respect for Chris Paul, man. He did what the fuck he was supposed to do. I guess the Rockets, I just wish he took that last shot. I wish he ran the clock down at the buzzer, take the shot at the buzzer to, to win or lose it. You know, sometimes I hate when the game ends, and, and I don't get to see the team take the last shot to end the game up. Like, that shit always frustrates me. It's when it's a close-ass game, and the team with the ball last can't get the shot off. I'm going to get to all of that shit later, you know, but I'm going to go back with the, with the next talk. Uh, it's obvious that they did this to us again. You know, what could I say? And I thought they were going to rig it for us, give us the number one pick. You know, but they didn't. And it comes to nobody's surprise, you know. But it's just crazy that every fucking year, whenever we in the lottery, which is quite often recently in the past few years, we always end up getting leapfrog in every fucking draft. Like, why can't we do the leapfrogging? You know, it's not like... We don't got frogs in the pond or some shit, or like, like the princess can't kiss the frog, like we can't turn into a princess or some shit. Like we got that ability. You know, at first I'm like, if not, the, we don't get the first pick, we don't get the fifth, sixth, or seventh pick. But guess what? It's like, nah, I'm gonna give y'all that eighth pick, bruh. I know I guess wrong. You know, I do that shit a lot, but I just feel like it just furthers my ideology about the NBA conspiring against the Knicks. And their success, despite the Knicks being uh, the most valuable franchise in the NBA, despite how trash we are. You know, when I saw Curry in the draft lottery playing the cool with them tight ass braids, I knew something was up, and, and that shit was nasty, all, all kinds of nasty. You know, the Warriors, you know, they tank and they get blessed for it, but we tank. In one year, we deliberately try to tank. They don't give us a number one pick. These motherfuckers throw in the fucking towel and they was like, yo, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 hook the Warriors up. And the Minnesota getting the first pick, I have a feeling they're gonna they gonna fuck this shit up. I don't know why I got that feeling. But I feel like the Timberwolves are just like the Knicks, but they're just not the Knicks. And you know, I did have a previous episode recorded after the lottery. But the episode that I recorded was super trash. Like, it was really trash. And I had to delete it. So, no one will ever hear that shit. Like, ever. It's almost like the first episode I recorded. I recorded that shit. I'm like, yo, this shit trash, yo. Super trash. After saying all that shit and realizing that we didn't get the first pick again, now, we do got three draft picks, and I'm interested to see what gems we can find so we could develop those players. Like, we found gems in Mitchell Robinson and Alonzo Trier. 
but the shit is that we didn't use trail like we should have, but I think we do draft well. I honestly don't know who we should draft or who not to draft, but I don't want us to trade down for a player. I rather, what I mean by that, I mean trade up to the draft. Like, I don't want us to go for a second pick or a third pick. Or, like, I'm cool with where we at, or, or we could trade down. Like, I'm not no draft expert, but if we stay at eight, you know, I feel like Cole Anthony might be a gamble. But if I'm the next, I say we just take him, man. I'm down with the hype. You know, the UNC team didn't really help him display his greatness either. But I think his familiarity with the city and his pops playing here in the NBA Finals, I think he might understand what it's going to be to be a great Knicks player and what's going to take to be successful. So I'll definitely roll the dice on Cole Anthony. But whoever the Knicks do pick, I do got faith in and hope for the best because that's just how I'm rolling with this new regime. And honestly, that's all we could do. Ain't, ain't much else we could do. But we've made a lot of great hires, I believe. So a lot of us, this is very rare when all Knicks fans feel like we made a great hire on player development. So I'm happy about that shit, man. And I was, I was thinking about something, but I forgot. And, oh, yeah, man, like, every single time the draft come around, like, yo, it's NBA draft, I be feeling like shit, bro, because I'm like, damn, son, like, I, I wish I got my life together. I wish I played basketball 24-7 instead of just uh six hours a day or four hours a day. Like, I wish I, I took it more serious. Because every single time I see the NBA draft, I'm like, damn, son, uh, I could have I could have been a million nineteen if I stayed playing basketball if I was a couple of inches solo. Basically, like that came in Hartsfong. That's how I feel about the NBA draft. But uh, you know, it makes me think about it. Like like another week without millions in my bank account. That's tough, man. Like I'm like, how could this be? I find that shit absurd. And hopefully, it's not gonna be too much longer. But I know this week and maybe next week is gonna be another couple of weeks where I go without. I uh, millions in a bank account, and I'm tired of that shit, man. But like I said, uh, I, I know I talked about no more parties in L.A., and guess what? I was wrong both times. I was just wrong. And that's how it be. You know, from the draft picks to the playoff picks, no more parties in L.A., you know. But it's not like I get paid to do this, bro. This is my thoughts is how I feel. But, um... Don't kick ball the fuck out, man. He had a hell of a shot to keep that series interesting because if he had missed that shot, it would have been 3-0. And KP, man, not playing. He had a twisted knee or a lateral meniscus tear, some shit like that. Like, it was something serious. And, and now y'all see why we don't want to, well, not me, but the Knicks didn't want to give KP the $160 million because he's always hurt. And now he's hurt in the playoffs. And, you know, and I feel like they didn't want to expose all the issues that Porzingis might have had because that might actually make the Knicks look good, man, if, if, if it turns out that he's going to be an injury-prone player. But with that being said, I was still rooting for the fucking Mavs to win that series, man. I think I watched him Hardaway, uh, Trey Burke. There's a lot of former Knicks on that team, man. I feel like I was watching the Knicks play, but it just happened to be in the Mavs uniform. So, you know, I, you know, people were like, yo, 
why you want the Mavs to win? They got Porzingis, they got all. I'm like, I'm chilling, bro. Like, they already made the playoffs. It don't even matter now because, you know, the Mavs, if anything, I want them not to make the playoffs so you can have their lottery pick. Like, that's the whole reason. But if they in the playoffs, fuck it, man. Let me just watch y'all ball out now. And unfortunately, after Luka hit that airline shot, man, the team just ran out of gas. And that was really it. But I was sick to my stomach. In game five or game six, when um, I, I bet I took the over on Tim Hardaway having more than 19 and a half points, and I would have made about 135 dollars. Well, 135 minus 45, so I would have made a 95 dollar profit if Tim Hardaway scored 20 points, but he didn't. He had 19, and fucking Rick Carlisle. Want to bench him the whole fourth quarter? I, I was sick to my stomach, yo. Like, why you gotta do all that shit, man? Like, let me make my money at least. Like, I was trying to find the goodness in the Mavs winning. Cause like, yo, I lose my twenty, it could still make it a game if you had a couple three pointers. But he was like, nah, fuck that, yo. I'm gonna bench this dude, so he makes sure that Jack F, just another Knicks fan, doesn't get his money. I feel like that's exactly what he did, man. That's some real. Real bullshit, man. But hopefully this dude Pozenga stays healthy, man. Because if this is uh, a continuous trend, it's not going to look good for him. Or eventually it might just turn out to be a bad contract for the Mavericks. Because this season is going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, because it's supposed to start in December. But it might not start in December because there might be a lockout. It might be a new collective bargaining agreement because there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line right now. I uh, heard that the ratings drop severely by like 40 to 45 percent. And I'll be honest with you, like, that's none of my problems. Like, I don't really care about that shit. Like, I watch basketball because I love basketball. Like, I watch this shit if no one else was watching it. Like, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times people try to, like, make me care about the ratings. Like, no, I enjoy watching basketball, so I'm going to keep watching it. My thing is, when people talk about what people want to see, when they talk about Lakers, Celtics, or KD versus Kyrie, LeBron, all that shit is going to make them, they talk about that shit because it's going to generate the most money. You get what I'm saying? And that's cool. I understand that shit. We're in a capitalistic country and shit like that. At the same time, if y'all give... The fucking Denver Nuggets some more love. Y'all give the fucking Rockets been getting love. Rockets, Rockets been getting love. Y'all give the Utah Jazz more love. If y'all invested more time into these other teams that are great, people would actually want to see them play as well. But y'all just want to give us the same force feed. It's the same, wow. same players. Wow. And then my, my guy Matt Will, yo. Nigga, my, my guy Mitch Bell right now, you know what I'm saying? He, my nigga's hype. He said, well, well. I don't know if he said whale like the animal or like whale like Will Smith. But my guy is hype. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, like this NBA, ESPN, whoever, you know, all, all they do is spend time force feeding us what they want to force feed us. Zion, LeBron. Of course, they're not going to say, yo, this is what we want to see. Like, I want to see Zion. I want to see LeBron. But I don't, I, I don't mind watching the 
fucking Jazz play. I don't mind watching the Pistons play. Like, yo, there's a lot of bowlers on the court, a lot of bowlers on every team. I just make it seem like it's just three teams. I mean, besides, you know, force-feeding us the Lakers and LeBron and Zion, you know, y'all also force-feed negative Knicks news. Like, at every turn, you know, ESPN get a chance. I mean, social media get a chance is obviously uh, the shit on the Knicks, which is sort of getting annoying at this point, like, prior to the draft day when ESPN shared a picture of the Joker crying and shit and saying that's how Knicks fans are when they prepare for every draft lottery and shit. And to be quite honest, you know, it was a bit disrespectful. At the same time, like, it's... Like, yo, we be minding our own business and every single time and ESPN and these other outlets get a chance to try to make fun of us. Like, I, yo, it's sort of like, you should... Yo, fuck y'all, man. It's that simple. So if the rating keeps going down... I, I hope it keeps going down. Fuck that shit, yo. Like, I'm tired of y'all shitting on the Knicks and then talking about, yo, y'all ratings is down. Yo, feel... Nah, fuck that. That's cool, man. Like, yo, stop shitting on the Knicks. Maybe y'all ratings wouldn't go down, bro. I don't know if there's a correlation there. But I don't know if there's a causation there. But I don't feel bad. Y'all take time to fucking shit on the Knicks. Y'all take time and just downplay other great players in the league. I just want to give us the same fucking force feed. It's the same bullshit. And I wonder why your ratings going down. How about y'all spend some more time showing the Jazz love? Spend some more time showing the Nuggets love. Spend some more time. Yeah, I didn't even talk about Greg Popovich retiring. Like, I fucking talked about it. All the other basketball people that love basketball talked about it. All y'all did was like, yo, Greg Pop retired because he's on the Spurs. Like, like, if he was anywhere, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, man's a coaching legend. Y'all ain't even say shit. And I said, man, shit. Man, I'm not trying to say like I'm better than y'all, but y'all is trash, bro. Step y'all game up, son. It would be great if LeBron. Yo, trust me, man. If y'all spend y'all time, I mean, this is not nothing against LeBron. Like, yo, LeBron's a great player. This is about ESPN talking about what's great, what would be great, what would be great. Like, the fans know what would be great, man. Y'all don't like to tell them us. Force feeding us and shit, man. You feel me? Hey, LeBron's a legend. Of course, it'd be great to see him in the finals. But then, y'all trying to, like, think for other people, man. Stop trying to think for people, bro. Because I'm pretty sure the youth, like, I don't know why I keep saying the Jazz. But the Utah Jazz would love their team to be in the finals. The Blazers would love for their team to be in the finals. I don't think everybody wants to see LeBron versus KD or LeBron versus Kyrie or Kevin Durant versus the Warriors. Like, yo, fuck y'all storylines, man. Like, it's just... Making this shit, y'all making this shit more than WWE more than ever. Like before, we just thought it was WWE, but now we sort of starting to see this shit. Like it's quite obvious. That's why y'all motherfuckers losing viewership because y'all try to feed us the storyline and then force it in our faces and wonder why shit is the way it is, man. Yo, I think next year, uh, Curry versus KD will be great. Hey, fuck you, man. Fuck both of them teams, bro. Like, like motherfuckers want to keep seeing the Warriors. Motherfuckers just got the second pick, and now you want them back. And like, yo, let them suck too. And honestly, bro, now that I think about the fucking West Coast, Western Conference, yo, who is. Yo, the Mavs got it hard, man. It's not gonna be easy for the Mavs, yo. It's not gonna be easy for the Mavs, yo. I'm watching, I'm on my blog. These motherfuckers doing reversing calls off the block and shit with mad confidence. Yo, the Mavs got it hard, man, because. 
The Warriors making the playoffs next year. That's a fact. Oh, they revving the engines up out here, man. They revving these shits up. But, um, it's going to be the Mavs. You got the fucking Suns down their neck now. You got the Warriors is going to make the playoffs. Uh, we don't know what the Spurs are going to do, but... Yo, this is going to be interesting, man. The Mavs don't got the fucking shit locked up like that easy. Like, and now all the shit, like, is going to depend on... It's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on KP's health as well. You know, they could easily fall out the playoffs. This is the Western Conference we're talking about here. We're not talking about the East, man. There's an East that definitely be in the playoffs. So the Mavs got to be careful. And, and not get too happy, man. There's all this feel-good story shit like, yo, man, you wasn't even supposed to win two games. You're right, man. Y'all supposed to win three games against the Clippers, man. They robbed y'all game one, but it's cool. But with that being said, it's not going to be easy for the Mavs in that stack, stack conference. And if it is, it's probably because I said it was not going to be easy. But next year, yeah, I hope the Mavs suck next year because we're going to have their draft pick. And if we suck next year, guess what? We got two lottery draft picks. Ooh. Ooh. You know, that should sound good to me. But, now I was thinking about these three game winners. Oh, and shout out for Dunkick for playing on that bum ankle and showing up, man. Like, my, my boy got some heart, man. And, and KP, get get well soon, bro. Like, I thought about the Dame Dollar game winner that he hit against OKC last year, the Kawhi Leonard and the Luka game last year. If I had to rank them, it would be Kawhi, Lillard, Luka. In terms of style, I give it to Lillard. Like, that's how the confidence is dribble out the clock with 20 seconds left. And then decide to take a step back 40-footer to ice the series. But at the same time, the worst that could happen is the game goes to OT. And even if they lose, it's 3-2. You feel me? So, and then Kawhi, his shit. Matter of fact, y'all put that at number two. Because Kawhi's shit was suspenseful. Oh, it's fucked. Like, that shit was OD. But at the same time, you know, if you miss it, that shit goes to OT. So it wasn't like the end of the world type shit. Like, they go to OT. But at the same time, if they lose that game, it's like, yo, you don't go to the finals no more. So that's why I have to, like, re-change uh, my shit and put um, Kawhi first, then Lillard, you feel me? Because, oh, also, motherfucker, um, Kawhi Lillard, he had him beat crying and shit, man. And, and, like, it just felt like the world stopped. When Kawhi took that shot, like, it's just, the world just stopped. Like, everything was just on, it was like the motherfucking mannequin challenge. Like, motherfuckers went into mannequin challenge mode when Kawhi took that shot. And, and um, and, and B crying, Gasol took time out of his celebration instead to embrace and be like a true uh, professional that Gasol is. But I, I was really disgusted by Philly in these playoffs. I was really disgusted. You know, I'm not shocked that they, they waited, like, for the game to be over to fire Brett Brown, basically. Like, they fired him right after the game was over. But Philly was nasty, man. Like, Brett Brown, he had 7-1. He was there for all that tanking shit, Sam Hinky shit. You know, he did what he could do. But it's crazy how different Philly could be right now if they beat the Raptors last year. But they didn't, so it is what it is. You know, T. Harris, Josh Richardson, Al Holford. You know, Philly, that ass. Cashed out on all of them, you know. So watch all of them or a lot of them get traded because that's a lot of money. And there's no point of them keeping all of them players because they know that that team, that that whole roster, that run has come to an end, basically. 
Because I realized I can't get the job done. I mean, they helped that Ben Simmons was hurt. That's a fact. You know, shit could have been different. But they had enough players to step up and make it a series. Like, they didn't even make it a series, bro. Like, if you lose in six, a hard-fought six games, or a hard-fought seven games, then you're like, all right, man, we want to shit back next year. But they play like ass cheeks. Like, straight up ass cheeks, bro. Shit was nasty. So I just sort of say rebuild. Maybe I should say retool. Retool sound like a better word. Maybe revamp, like those kind of words. I want to say rebuild. And you never know, like, this might lead to Ben Simmons or even the big and traded because this shit not working out to what they expected it to be. You know, but Lucas shot was pretty amazing. Like I said, about to rank it, Obi Kawhi, Lillard, and Luka because if Luka missed that shot, they're not 3-1. It would have been hard for them to come back from 3-1. But guess what? They still lost in six. But the matchup... That gave me great memories and a lot of flashbacks had to be the Donovan Mitchell versus Jamal Murray matchup. Like, this shit was very, very elite. You know, we're two very classy basketball players that were specializing in getting buckets. It really reminded me of the Vince Carter versus Allen Iverson matchup in 2001. And that's that crazy shit, man, because that shit happened 2000. That shit happened 19 years ago, bro. And... I can't believe I felt like this about a specific matchup after 19 years. You know, um, I said before, man, I really stepped on this matchup, and then it turned out to be amazing. I feel like I had I enjoyed this series so much because I was just stress-free. Like, I wasn't really worried about who won or who lost, and I was just getting uh, the fans won this series, man. They're like, yo, the Nuggets won or the Jazz won or the Nuggets lost or the Jazz. The fans won with this series, man. Like, this is what we want to see in a series, bro. We want to see... People stepping up, people getting challenged, and people stepping up to the challenge, laying it all on the line, all that shit. Got the tunes for y'all real quick. Ah, he out. Yo, Big Sean's album out today. I didn't even listen to it, but I heard good things about Big Sean's album. I'm definitely bumped out as well, but not right now because I'm doing this podcast, bro. But like I said about this matchup, it's everything that the fans wanted, man. Hard fart, close ass games. Nail motherfucking fighters, bro. It's what we needed. And then we got it, you know. And, and it was just crazy. When when I forgot about Gary Harris. I was like, yo, where is this dude? And then all of a sudden in game six, he's right there. Like, yo, he has returned from his uh, his hip was messed up or something like that. But he good now. He's been struggling the past couple of games. But it'll take a while to get his rhythm back. And hopefully, you know, he got his rhythm back soon. And he starts balling out. Because uh, the Nuggets, they just looked out of gas. And I'm not surprised that they got blown out by the Clippers yesterday because it just looked like it was out of gas. You know, it's going to happen. Like, it be like that sometimes. It just do. But, um, yo, if that dude on the Jazz, if Conley made that three against, against the Nuggets and that series had ended on that note, that dude on the, on the Nuggets, I would have felt so bad for him, bro. Cause, cause honestly, like I I don't see how his summer was gonna be. You know, I don't know how the rest of his career was gonna be. That would have been like uh, the Popeye Jones or Michael Ruffin moment times a million, bro. Like when or there was Michael Ruffin one. It was a, a game where the Wizards were up by three. 
with seconds left against the Raptors and Morris Peterson. Well, Chris Bosh threw a four-call pass. I got stolen by Michael Ruffin. And then Ruffin just threw the ball up. Peterson catches it and ties the game with a three-pointer. And everybody was like, yeah, what the fuck just happened? And then the Wizards proceed to lose the game in OT as well. So it basically would have been that times 100 because you just basically cost them the series in a game seven situation. And when Murray passed on the ball, everybody was like, yo, why didn't he run the clock out? Because they probably figured it was going to get fouled anyways. So why not just go for the easy layup? And my thing is, yo, like, you, you got to go for the dunk because you go for the dunk. They might just call a foul just because you're going for the dunk. They're going to expect contact and shit like that. And he went up mass soft for that layup. Like, he went up like a little bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, go, yo act like you about to take a real layup, bro. Like, you put, try to put your team up four, bro. It look like you don't even care about that layup, bro. And then fucking Conley. Yo, that shit ran in and out. I was like, yo, if Conley made this shit, this shit would have been too much of a feel-good story, bro. Too much of it. Like, yo, just had my son born. And, um, you know... And I, I think because of him, I made this shot. You know, I think God knew my... Like, congratulations. Uh, I want to congratulate Mike Conley on his on his new newborn kid and all that stuff. But I could have imagined the storylines, bro. I could see it right now. Like, yo, you know, my son, I knew the shot was going to go in because I got a new kid. Uh, but since you missed that shit, like, that storyline went away because that would have been a cool storyline. But at the same time, man, I'm glad he missed that shot because... That would have fucked up the other dude's career, man. I'm not even gonna say his name. I'm gonna I'm keep it unanimous. Or unanimous. Anonymous. Unanimous is like automatically my bad. Anonymous is like you don't know who the person is. So I'm gonna keep it anonymous. Even though you could probably you probably know who the player's name is, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna let him rock, you know. Because I think like Conley, he got his 150 million dollars, bro. Like he be alright. My man just got into the league and. You got more tunes for your head tops. More tunes. Like, Conley got his $150 million. They do just got into the league. And they'll probably be better to send him to China. Damn, I don't know, man. China, China right now, man, is interesting out there. But I'm just saying, like, yo, his NBA career, who knows, man? It would have been tough. So, you know, Conley got the $150 million. You got a brand new kid, man. You know, spend time with him. And, and let this player focus on getting his career together you feel me but yo last couple of days man i can't believe that shit was two days ago but it was man that heat bucks game i can't believe like the referees called those fouls on both equations you know i i thought it was very 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 unprecedented because it's usually like the referees that the players decide the game because the referees don't want to decide the game and now we see why but I feel like once they call that foul um, Drogic they had to call it on Giannis and the thing with Giannis was like yo he definitely fouled him like it didn't help man like you had his whole you had your whole arm on his Jimmy Butler's chest and shit like it wasn't like it was mad obvious that you actually fouled him but are you gonna call that shit would they have called that shit if they didn't call Bill out Chris Middleton? No. But since they did, they had to look at it like, yo, look, his arm is right on his chest. So we got to call this foul. And that's what they did. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, going into the series, every, I don't know one person that says, yo, got the Bucks being the Heat. Not one person. So I don't know. 
why people are trying to act surprised when everybody's picking the Heat to win. Like, yo, I can't believe all oh, the, the Heat are up to war. I'm like, bro, you picked them to win. Like, like everybody thought that they had this was a hot take. Like, yo, I picked them Heat to win, bro. Like, they thought everybody thought they was like being different, but that was not the case. I feel like you're being different if you think the Bucks are gonna win. Now that they're down 0-2, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna see how the rest of the series is officiated because I feel like they might try to help the Bucks out. Because, you know, Giannis is a money a money grab for the NBA. They ain't going to let that boy go out 0-4. And if he does, that's really bad because I said, like, the NBA don't want him to go out 0-4. They're going to top him as much as he can, as much as they can. And if he goes out 0-4, man, he's going to get that James Harden treatment, boy. It's just big facts. They're just going to start calling him a big uh, regular NBC, a uh, regular, great regular season player. And it's messed up because not too many players are even that. You know, but since he's held to a higher standard, we expect him to even further, I guess, elevate his game in the playoffs. So if the Bucks lose his service, you're going to get that Harden treatment, basically. So, you know, like last year when Giannis got that MVP, it should have been Harden. But people got used to Harden averaging 40 points and 10 assists in the regular season. They're like, oh, nah, man, he only does that in the regular season. But guess what, man? He was showing up in the playoffs last year, too. And he just didn't get that credit. But even last year, Harden deserved it. But like I said, man, it was like, yo, he became a regular season player, not a playoff player. So he did it. So that's what might happen to Giannis this year if he loses to the Heat. And I'm like, oh, you're just a great regular season player, bro. You ain't about it in the playoffs. You got swept by the Heat. And then you blew a 2-0 lead against the Raptors last year. You know, so, you know, you basically, you become good enough to become the villain. You know, you're loved, then you're hated, and then you're loved. You know, all the greats go through it. So you just got to... Stay mentally strong, mentally stable, and keep playing his game. You know, that's just a fact. And that's when it comes down to shit like that is that's all you could do, man. Just go through the motions. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Melo. You know, y'all see my slime show out, man, and get busy and, and do what it do. You know, he was playing defense, all that shit. What liability? Nah, yo, he might be a liability because, you know, he don't play defense, man. He's pretty bad. Motherfucker was playing defense, bro. And even according to the data, LeBron had his hardest time on, on the court when Carmelo, defensive player of the year, Anthony was on him. You know what I'm saying? So he made LeBron earn his millions when, when shit, when he, when he got to LeBron, basically. You know, I feel like the Blazers, two things, man. They didn't have enough, and it looked like they just ran out of gas because they was fucking... Playing. The playoffs started for them the moment they got into the bubble, you know. So while they peaked, the Lakers were, you know, the Lakers are still peaking. So it's basically someone that's going at 90 miles per hour and then someone else is going 60 miles per hour. And then the person driving 60 miles per hour just crank it up. So and after a while, the person with 90 miles per hour just, just ran out of gas. Yeah, that was a horrible example. That was a horrible example. I'm just saying. Blazers basically ran out of gas because every game, yeah, every fucking game the Blazers had in the regular season in the bubble, in the bubble was fucking close down to the wire type shit. So even that takes a mental toll. Even the first couple of games, first three games of, of, the, of the playoffs was fucking close. And then it just ran out of gas, you know, like CJ McCullough broken back, played. Damian Lillard sprained his knee or some shit, but he played like they did what they could do. The effort was not an issue. Like they showed up, 
So respect to the Blazers, man. Like, you just wish that Collins was healthy. You wish that Litter was healthy. And you wish shit like that, man. Like, C.G. McConnell was healthy. But at the end of the day, yo, the, the Lakers did what they were supposed to do. LeBron did what he was supposed to do. He balled the fuck out. AD balled the fuck out. And it's amazing, man. When you do amazing and amazing things happen, and sometimes, like, I want to give... I am giving LeBron his credit, but I don't seem too enthused about it. But sometimes when you're just so great, there's not much else to say. Like, you're 14 of 18, then you feel like it's amazing, bro. Like, I'm just enjoying the greatness. But people, you know, we get upset when, when you're not maximizing your greatness, man. You're like, nah, bro, you know, you, you could be doing this, but you can shoot the 60-foot step back, you know. But when you're just being great, bro, it's nothing to say. You just, you just enjoy it. You're just like, yo, that's fire, bro. That's amazing. Same thing with AD, man. Like, when you're just being great, you just want to watch it. You just want to enjoy it, man. And, and and honestly, that's how it usually is, man. When you're doing good, there's nothing to say. But when you're not doing good, there's a lot to say because, you know, shit needs to be, something needs to be said about what's not going on. That don't mean people hate you. People are hating. People just want you to win. People want you to do better, man. And, and you know, shout-outs to the Lakers for that series. Definitely shout out to the Blazers as well. Um, shout out to Melo. I feel like he's earned his spot back in the league, even though he shouldn't have had to do that in the first place. But it is what it is, man. And the Rockets, though, man. The fucking Rockets, man. Rockets. The Rockets. The Rockets. They had everything hanging in the balance. And they won despite Harden not being Harden at all. And that shit really upset me because I wanted him to be high octane. You know, he really played within the flow of the game. Oh, fucking D. Like, he needs to play in the flow of the game like that much, bro. Like, get to the... Play your fucking... Like, he didn't play his game, but... You know, he played trash for the most part, man. And then, um... Yeah, man, then he made that block and made it seem like, yo, I was doing... I was dominating the whole game. But I will say, man, despite his shot being off... He made sure his teammates stayed involved in the game. He made sure he played defense. But I still expected way more from Harden in the game. So, like, bro, your legacy is on the line, bro. Like, play like your legacy was on the line. I mean, he did for the last couple of minutes, but it was just crazy. I'm like, yo, bro, if you lose this game, you lose this series. I mean, you can say what you want about how much you don't care. Nah, that shit going to affect you, bro, because that shit would have affected me, bro, if he didn't win that game, like. Bro, y'all traded Chris Paul away to basically try to leave him for dead. And you telling me that he about to, like, rise up on you, like Lazarus, pause, big pause on the rise up. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm just glad for that sake that you won, man. And plus, I feel like the Rockets would be a better matchup for the Lakers. Some people feel like OKC could be a better matchup, which is cool. I understand why. Like, they got a lot of players that can give you 20. You got Steven Adams. You could probably give... Anthony Davis, you know, more of a hard time and whatnot. But I feel like the Rockets, with every player is so interchangeable, I feel like it, it might make the Lakers more tired, more confused, might wear them out. But, yeah, man, all them, bro, win or lose against the Lakers, bro, I, I, want, I need you to be aggressive at all times. I need you to go out swinging, bro. I need you. To, I need you to. People need to see that you fucking really care. Like, I mean, his body language is different. It's just like he's just a cool dude, I guess. But 
I think the fans, everybody want to see that you fucking care, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure you do. I think a lot of people know that you do care about the NBA. You do care about winning. But sometimes, like, just body language, it don't give me that shit sometimes. I, say, I guess it fucks me up. Like, bro, like, you'll fix your body language, bro. Like, I'm just glad you made the key block. I know that they fucked up the fish and They call that bullshit foul at the end on you, bro. But, yo, you, you can't be in situations like that, bro. You got to leave it all out there. It can't be, and no one should be asking you how you feel about this shit. Like, you should already know how you feel about this shit, bro. And like I said, man, Chris Paul, that boy's a dog, man. That boy is a dog. Yo, I just wish he took that last shot, man, but he didn't. But I wish he did. You know, and like I said, if that shot go in, amazing. I'm still sad. But the fact that he didn't take it, and he was doing all that clutch shit, all series, and if him not to take the shot with Game 7, come on, man. Shout out to the Dorf. Dorf. Dorf was L. Dorf. That boy was getting busy, man. That boy was getting busy. He showed up, and... You know, he got a lot of respect from a lot of different players. He's in the, he's on everybody's radar now. So shout out to Dorf. They got an OKC who, who the Rockers are like, go ahead, just shoot it, bro. We, we Do whatever you want. We're going to let you shoot that. And he did. And he was making them shots, man. And, and, and my predictions for the Rockets versus Lakers is I got the Rockets in seven. That's what I do. I make the hot picks. Fuck it. I got the Bucks coming back. And winning the six as well. Just gonna make shit interesting, man. Now six is OD. I got the Bucks in seven. It's just making more fun. Like why not, man? Like where Eric Bledsoe at, bro? Where you at, bro? And you know I'm watching all these playoff games, man. I see all these former Knicks in there. Like we just like people like yo. The Knicks never be in the playoffs. Like yo, the Knicks haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. I feel like every game I watch, I see a piece of the Knicks in the playoffs. It just happened not to be the Knicks, man. Uh, oh, and last night game, man. Last night game, and then the game before last night game. Basically, the Raptors versus OKC. I'm bugging. Raptors versus Celtics, and OKC versus Rockets, bro. These motherfuckers, OKC, couldn't even find a way to get a shot off. And, and I feel like the whole universe... We're selling SGA, Saul Gilchrist, Alexander. She just throw the ball to Steven Adams when he was by the hoop. On both situations. Before the call of timeout. Then after the call of timeout. Like, both situations. You just throw the ball to him and just see what happens. He was like, nah, bruh. I, I ain't gonna do all that. But, when all hell broke loose, he was like, when Steven Adams by a three-point line, he was like, yo, you know what? Let me throw to Steven Adams now. At the fact that he's about a three-point line. And that his back is turned to the basket. I know all this shit is like hindsight 2020. But is it really, man? Like, bro, why I see this shit and you don't see this shit? Like, he's a great basketball player with a great future. I was like, bro, you got Steven Adams open. I, And then you had fucking shoulder right open across the court as well. Like, you could have done multiple shit. I don't know what he was. Like, sometimes... It's the playoffs, bro. Everybody knows each other's plays. Like, uh, supposed to go to Chris Paul, whoever's supposed to go to Gallinari. Yo, bro, they, they're not going to let that shit happen in a game seven of a playoff game. If they're giving you the Steven Adams layup, like, you take the Steven Adams layup. Even though I want you to lose, it was just hard to watch, bro. 
Like, yo, what the fuck y'all, what you doing, bro? But it is what it is. Then, you have the Raptors. They probably saw that shit last night. Like, yo, you know what? Somebody's going to be open cross-court for the three, for the win. If, if, you're in situ- if you're in a situation like this, guess what? There's a situation the very next day and fucking flawlessly executed uh, a game-winning shot. Flawlessly. So we've seen the difference of two coaches in two, sa- two of the same situations and, and see an uh, alarming, alarmingly better result. So... You know, sometimes you don't got to make the mistake to learn from it. You can learn from other people's mistakes and learn from it, which is probably the best way to learn. and Or, or one of the best ways to learn. I don't know how y'all want to put it, but... Yeah. Like, that Steven Adams shit with SGA, it was despicable. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Billy Donovan gets fired. Like, yo, bro, why you... You know what I'm saying? Like, him execution was shit-ash. But it's fucked up because OKC's been one of the greatest... This year, uh, clutch. They've been one of the most clutchest teams the whole year, and it's just very surprising for them to be so flawed in the last play. Man, it just shows you that no one's really perfect. No team is perfect. So to say, fire Billy Donovan after OKC had a very clutch year, uh, won many close games. Even in the playoffs against the Rockets, won many close games. Whenever the game was close, the OKC normally won, except this one. So, you know, so I guess it's messed up to really look at this one play and be like, yo, what your boys y'all doing when they made so many great plays, so many great coaching calls. But it was just, like, so bad that, like, even an average fan, a normal fan, can say, yo, just give Steven Adams the ball. You know, all the harder situations where it's harder to decipher, y'all did an amazing job at it. But when it was, like, right there, like, fuck it, man. Yo, shit happens, man. It is what it is. Shit happens. Um, I ain't even talk about this stuff, but, like, a lot has happened, man, the past couple weeks. Damn, bro, you hugging that horn at, bro? A lot has happened these past couple of weeks, you know, um, including the passing of Chad Bozeman. Rest in peace, the Black Panther. John Thompson, rest in peace. The, um, the Georgetown legend, the creator of the Hoya Destroyer, who's coached many great basketball players and have taught them not only great things on the court, but told them to be uh, great men off the court. And also, uh, rest in peace to Clifford Robinson as well, an NBA great as well. You know, I didn't really get to dive into you know, th- these players and these coaches and these people. But I will make sure I do a, a deep dive on, on John Thompson and Chris Robinson as well because I feel like it's basketball related. And as far as Chad Bozeman, I want to say rest in peace, man. And even if you get him in the past few years, uh, we'll live on forever. And thank you, bros. Thank you.